You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 111 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. What have you been up to? I've got a question for you, Val. Oh, yes, go on. So, what's the last thing that you ate today, just before you spoke to me? What mm. what, what is it? Name it. A pineapple tart. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just on Instagram and I read this little post that said if you add little little like l-i-l little um and then add the last thing that you ate today that's your rapper name (laughs) (laughs) okay little pineapple tart that's me that's awesome. I, I, I'll, I'll try and rap. Shall I try and rap? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can rap. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear mine? Go on. <laughs> Mine's Little Mung Bean. Little Mung Bean. <laughs> we can't both be little. Maybe I can be MC Pineapple no, Tart. No, no, no. It's Little. That's that's a rapper name. Or, or you could be MC. But like, I think Little Pineapple Tart is perfect. <laughs> Okay. Well, we need to learn to rap now. Yeah, I can do Australian rap. What, how does that go? I went to the shop and I bought a Chico roll. <laughs> That's Aussie rap. Have you heard Aussie rap? It's so good. I just urge all our listeners from out of like the Australian listeners will know what Aussie rap says. I love Aussie rap so good because that's what it is. It's got that you can hear like a lot of singers, do you know when they sing they lose their accent? Have you noticed that? A lot of singers. Because I am a surfy mole. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm learning boogie boarding. All up and down the coast. (laughs) I think we need to stop now, Val. But Aussie rap is the best because the accent comes through. Oh yes, yes, yes. As it like you can't hear it in singing, and it's so distinct. Like you can hear rappers from different countries. You because they're speaking, you hear their accents. Yes. Well, there you go, Val. We could bring out our own little little pineapple tart (laughs) and. MC Mungbean. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a yeah. We could we could have a battle. <laughs> oh, like uh, what's he? What was that movie with um, Eminem? 
Yeah, cool. It's a great movie. Yes, it was quite good. Um, So, yeah, for new listeners, we are not rappers. No. (laughs) In fact, we're not even musicians. Could be. Gina's an awesome photographer and I ask great questions about photography. So (laughs) that's what this podcast is about. But so thank you for listening. You've actually tuned into one of our mini-sodes, which means we kind of have a little bit of a surprise for you. Uh, Like, you know, we usually have our weekly podcast but this is a surprise sneak in episode that we do from time to time and uh, we've got some really cool things to talk about this episode but one particular thing I'm really excited about and I hope you're listening to this episode as soon as it drops even if you're not there's still some going to be some great surprises for you because Gina is involved in this fantastic fantastic project that not only gives to charity it also gives to all of our listeners Listeners. Um, it all will be revealed soon, but in the meantime, you can enter for your chance to win. There's like over ten thousand dollars worth of prizes. You don't get Epic. you don't actually get all ten thousand. It's split up, uh-huh. um, but some of them are um, like truly. I have seen the list, and we're not allowed to yeah. tell you what's on the list. No. But some of them are huge. These prizes. Yeah. So you've got to enter at Gina Militia. Dot com that's m i l i c i a so gina militia.com slash great offer okay gina militia.com slash great offer and when you enter you have a chance to win part of this you know huge trawl of prizes and seriously epic. they are epic they are amazing and we encourage you to do it because um you won't regret it you just won't regret it you're you're good at contests, aren't you, Val? Or you were you were a, like a professional contest enterer as a child, weren't you? Yes. That was like your pastime. Yes. You were very good at it. Like you, I remember like early on when I first met you, you started rattling off the list of mm. amazing. What's the biggest thing you've ever won? Oh no, I don't. I don't think I ever won like mega, mega, mega things, but I won lots yeah. of small to medium things. Like you did it, prof- like you were almost a professional, like for a, a young, like you, what were you, a teenager when you were doing yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's and, just and fun. And you had to do stuff for the contest you entered, like you had to write things, you know. like in 25 words, or that's what, that's how you got it. But this contest, you just have to enter, don't yeah, you? You, you don't, don't have, have to write, write anything. You just don't have to, you know, tell us in 25 words or less or anything like that. You just enter. Nothing. And so yeah. there's a really good chance that you could mm-hmm. be in there. So, yeah, have oh, a look at ginamilitia.com slash great offer. But <laughs> let's move on to we have a shout-out to Claudia Hoffman. Could be Claudia Hoffman, but uh, depending on, you know, how you pronounce it. But Claudia or Claudia is from Germany. Cologne. Wow, that is so cool. And Mm. um, Claudia uh, was listening to the episode about how black and white is the new black and sent a photo, uh, showcased one of her own black and white photos. Now, if you want to have a look at any of the photos that we talk about in this episode, then just go to the show notes at ginamilitia.com. Now, what do you like about this photo, Gina? So I've got a series of photos from uh, the listeners who who obviously embrace the black and white challenge. Yes. And do you know what? There's some talent out there, Val. Oh, there is. There really is. Our listeners are very talented. And, 
And I wish, I wish we had another couple of hours because mm. I've got another, you know, 50 shots I wanted to include as well. So yeah. um, what I love about Claudia's shot or Claudia is uh, it's so fashion and so, I, it's, so it's a tight image. Yeah tight image of a gorgeous uh, young girl, blonde girl, and it's tight, so it's cropped. She's wearing one of those um, floppy hats that, that girls wear, that the wide-brimmed sort of felty floppy hats. It's cropped in uh, close to the – through the top of the head, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got her hands up to her face, and her, her you only see her eyes because her mouth is wrapped in a, in a beautiful scarf and her hair is kind of over the scarf right Mm -hmm. and so this shot is all about the eyes so really strong and the expression is beautiful and she's uh converted it to black and white so it becomes even more powerful so the first thing you see are the eyes and then you start noticing all the textures the bricks the hair the felt of the hat Mm. the hands everything it's a captivating photo i think you've done a beautiful job i could see this on the cover of a magazine i could see it in it it's very fashion it's very editorial Mm. it's a really strong epic very cool shot well done. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And I think that when you've converted it to black and white, it really makes the eyes the centerpiece of the entire shot and just looks fantastic. But we mm. also have a great shot from Peter Foote, who's actually from Australia. And his shot yeah. is this great shot of um, the Sydney Harbour and there's the Opera House in the distance looking amazing. I mean, it's such a beautiful building. The water is really yeah, it still. Is. It's kind of taken at sunset and it seems to... He's taken it near sort of some docks, so there's some buildings, some piers in the foreground and the water in the middle and then the opera house and it looks like Mrs McCrae's chair in the in the distance. And um, So I think that's where you get the Manly Ferry from, Val. Okay. From that view, I think. You probably have never caught it in your life, have you? <laughs> Um, have you? It's actually not. It's around from there. It's more near towards the... Um, Park Hyatt. Okay. Yes, from what I can tell. So the shot he's posted. What Peter's done that I love is he's 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 posted both uh, images. He's done one in color, the color version at sunset. Beautiful colors in the sky. It's a long exposure, so he's got the the water to be nice and silky. And then he's uh, I can tell by the fact that there's starbursts in the image that he's used a um, a, a very uh, high depth of field so like f22 and with a a wide uh uh angle angle on the camera so that he's got this beautiful wide shot little starburst shot in color looks amazing he then converts it to black and white he just said he picked this shot randomly after he listened to the show suddenly whole new ball game. Yeah. They both are amazing images though, yes. Val. Here's the thing. Yes. Like where do you what you know, it's Sophie's choice again. <laughs> do you go with the colour or do you go with the black and white? Yeah. Depends on the mood. That's but right. here's here's an example of an image that works 
you know, both ways. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic shot. Stunning, stunning. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So Louisa May has taken a shot of it looks like a guy at a concert, like somebody, yep. you know, who's performing, and there's a big crowd, like, getting into the music, and he's kind of raising his hand while holding a glass of whiskey, it looks like, to the crowd, yeah. interacting with the yeah. crowd. It's like you on a Friday night, yeah. isn't it, Val? <laughs> while I'm... While I'm rapping, yes. Yeah. And so Louise has Louise May has said that she is stepping out of her comfort zone, and that's a, a reference to Gina's recent newsletter about stepping out of your comfort zone. And it's a great newsletter. I love the way Gina writes her newsletter. So make sure you check it out at ginamilitia.com. And Louise has said, and she's sharing a photo with the you know hashtag Gina Challenge hashtag Black and White. Um, and she listened to the podcast this morning on my way to shoot an equestrian event today uh and she says love to the shot in color but love it more in black and white and she thinks that she's hooked as well to black and white that is so i think it's a great shot it's like really reminiscent of the kind of um shots that uh music photographers people who photograph bands at concerts do and have done you know for for, for decades and um it's great isn't it yeah, and I love uh, I love the angle that you've used on this, uh, Louise. It's uh, it it feels like I'm in the crowd. It's the fact that you're sort of slightly behind the guy with the the the, the bottle, the guy on stage, and you can see the hands in the air. I feel like I'm there. Mm. It's like put the viewer in the shot. You've done exactly that, and I really like the way you've uh, developed this. It, it converted it to black and white. It just gives it it gives it that timeless look. I think it's beautiful again yeah awesome work brilliant and i also think that when you're taking concert shots particularly when the crowd is in the shot as you know the crowd is obviously in this shot sometimes the crowd you know when you're at a concert particularly at a concert where the lead singer is swigging from a bottle of whiskey, sometimes Mm. the crowd isn't exactly, you know, beautifully dressed or anything like that. And they're all wearing different things. They didn't all check with each other to see what they were wearing. So it can be very distracting if that shot was in colour. But turning it into black and white, it makes – it it get, takes away all of that colour distraction. You, you don't kind of go, oh, who's that chick and what she's wearing or, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, well, you're not zeroed in. And do you know the other thing that makes this shot timeless what? is I don't see anyone holding up their phone. Oh, yes. Which is that's all you see at concerts now. Like it used to be that people would hold up their lighters, yes. uh, but now it's that they hold up their phones, and you always see there's always hands with phones in the way. Mm. Uh, and so this is like a really very well behaved crowd. Yes, with no you said that you know that was somewhere with no mobile reception maybe. <laughs> and and they and they coordinated themselves in color beautifully because it all renders really nicely. So yes. great shot there. Great shot. Uh, So, Val, the next epic shot that I love is from Dan Barker, who he took his kids to a butterfly zoo and he managed to get a couple of great snaps. Now, zoos are fantastic for getting shots. Uh, And don't be put off by the fact that uh, there's cages uh, or wire between you and the the animals. If you use a uh, wide enough... um, the aperture, like so the, the smallest number, so you've got the shallow depth of field and you bring your camera right all the way up to the fencing, it will disappear. 
because it's so blurred in front of the the lens that that you won't see it. Mm. Now, if you don't, if you have those really thick bars, not so much. But often you can bring the lens in between the bars and get yes. like a really clean shot of animals. And it's a good place to practice um, practice your photography. And often you can get some great shots. But Dan took this beautiful macro up-close shot of a butterfly on a leaf. It's so unexpected. I've not seen anything like this before. Mm. And this is what I love about this image. So you've got the textures of the leaf with the, the – the butterfly has its wings up, so they're folded t- together like standing upright yeah. uh, vertically and then you can see its feet. And if this was colour, it possibly there was – too much going on it would have been a very confusing image but this is all about tone and you don't notice it's a butterfly Mm. until you look in so this image is intriguing because it makes you look a couple of times and then every time you look you see something else and you see something else and you notice the eyes and the feet and and the leaf and the texture Awesome. And the only thing I'd change, Dan, and I I pointed this out uh, when Dan posted this shot in the Facebook group, is I think it just needs a teach more contrast, a bit more black uh, would just hold it together a bit better. But that's just my personal preference. I think it's a a, a beautiful image. It really – it stood out. I've not seen – that before it stopped it, it stopped me in my tracks absolutely beautiful that yeah and of course if you're new to us then do check out the facebook group it's free to join uh you just search for so you want to be a photographer <laughs> podcast community in facebook and we would love to connect with you all right so we also have i love this shot now love it love it mm. love it it's by paul chapman now paul has taken this great again macro shot but of um, the part of the sewing machine that is where the needle goes up and down. So it's got that little foot of, I don't even know what mm. they're called, um, and it's where you put the, the material through to, 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 to sew it. You're the, you're the sewing sort of master, Val. I'm not you, a sewing you know master. About, well, you weave now, that's so that's sewing. like it's in that it's in that family. Mm. You're in that family no, no, now, they're Val. very different. So, uh-huh. but anyway. You could go to Spotlight. I, I did go to Spotlight. Yeah, you're going to make friends with all the Spotlight. Don't turn into one of those Spotlight ladies I on me. I did go to Spotlight. I went crazy. I bought yeah, so much stuff. I can imagine. Anyway, this is a macro shot of um, this actually tiny little uh, it's because the foot is is only about one and a half centimeters or two centimeters yeah, at the most. Tiny. Um, and it's a macro shot of that with the needle coming um, down at vert- vertical, obviously, and some thread through the needle. Now, I just really love close-ups of industrial-type things. Um, exactly. And so I just really love this shot. It's so it's so good. It's and and it's it's classic, Val. Mm. It's classic, and the fact that he's uh, shot again with such a shallow depth mm. of field. The background is basically just a blur of dark yep. and light. Yep. No, nothing there. You just see. You make out the needle, and then you've got all the beautiful um, details of the the foot of the sewing machine, yep. and it's instantly recognisable. Yes. It's this is like sewing machines haven't changed in no. forever. They were invented. I, 
I'd have this on my wall. I think it's I great did, too. Yeah, love, really love I it. I love this shot so much. I think it's well done, and I think the 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 post production again. He hasn't gone with a heavy, gritty, grungy. It's very soft. The tones are quite. Um, uh, sort of subtle they blend beautifully so it's a, like a lovely contrast brilliant shot well done paul love it such talent it's, in the yeah, group such talent um we also have a shot of port adelaide by kari doyle now this shot i think it's either it's probably taken at dusk and it's of a street in port adelaide and the building and the street is um uh she's had it on uh it's a long exposure, so you yes. have all of these the the lights from the cars, the headlights, uh, or the streak of headlights, are all you see in the street. And there's kind of some warehouse looking buildings in the um, in the background. Uh, and it's just awesome as well. There's starbursts there from the street lights. So, what do you love about this one, Gina? The, the, just the, the, it's so um, the fact that she's kind of the the blacks have all crunched a little bit it's very moody it's very high contrast but then the graphics of the shot is is quite beautiful it's just it's such an edgy contrasty black and white image coupled with the bing 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 <laughs> of the starburst yes. and the, the 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 light trail running through and the shape of the warehouse uh it's just a fantastic shot it's perfect for black and white just perfect another like brilliant image very different again to everything else that that i've seen too and i think that's the point is that there's all black and white is not created equal and there isn't just one kind of black and white. And I think that, um, you know, there's, there's so many different feels with black and white. There can be a very soft feel, but there can, as you've mentioned, be a really gritty feel. There could be stuff with um, really high contrast and stuff that's, you know, more shades of gray. So I, I think that when exploring black and white, it's not just a matter of, Oh, there's color and there's black and white within black and white. There are so many, many different looks just within mm. black and white that it's worthwhile trying out diff- all of those different looks and applications in your own photography, right? Yeah, and no subjective is off limits. Like we've seen so far, Val, we've got uh, uh, portraits up close, we've got landscapes, we've got band shots, we've got details of butterflies, we've got mm. uptight industrial, you know, components of a, a sewing machine and then we've got this wide graphic shot of a street scene. Completely different. So, you know, I, I know people say everything's been shot before, everything's been shot before. It hasn't been shot by you mm. out there. Yeah. It, and the way you see is unique to you. Yep. So um, the way you interpret it is going to make that shot unique. And that's why I, what I love about all of these shots, including what uh, Brad Schultz did, Val, yep. who shot – um, uh, a baby. He, he was listening to the podcast and he thought he'd get creative and he had his baby uh, sitting by the blinds but he wanted to create more contrast in his shot so he put a speed light outside the window through the vertical blinds to create shadow mm. brilliant so it's lit up the baby and then you've got the shadows on the floor and it just gives it what possibly would have been quite a flat looking light mm. and you can't sit there and with a baby go okay baby sit there until the uh, the light comes through mm. in another four hours and stay in that happy mood mm. you want to make the most of it and uh, he has and i think that's a, a that's a brilliant hack to to sort of manufacturing 
the kind of light that you want that you know is going to work really well with uh, black and white. And so using a speed light, fantastic. Great, great, great shot. Great shot. And finally, before we get to our listener question, there's a great image by Frank Romano of his brother, Tony, having a cigarette while contemplating life. Great black and white shot. And Tony is um, kind of is sitting down. He's got one arm on one of his uh, thighs. He's, he's wearing a suit, but his tie is, you know, pulled down as if he's just finished a hard day at work. There's smoke coming off his cigarette into uh, against a dark background and Tony looks like a He's got a lot of character. In fact, when I saw this photo in the um, Facebook group, I actually thought, oh, Frank shot Tony Bennett. I don't know why, but yeah, it looked like yeah, Tony Yeah, he's Bennett. got that Tony and, he, and, and his brother sings as well. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, so uh, it's very cool shot. Very it looks cool. it looks like it was shot in the 60s mm. to me. It's got that look and feel. And, again, Frank's uh, post-processing for this shot, he's gone with a really uh, sort of more of a grungy look. So he's really uh, quite contrasty, heavy, heavy blacks. And uh, Tony's face is uh, half in shadow and uh, that actually adds to the mood of the shot. And, of course, the smoke uh, being lit, it again, gives it that retro feel and you pick up all the textures in the suit, in his hands, little touches in the background where you can see uh, some, some family photos. Uh, I, I, I just love this shot. It's classic. It's a classic shot. This never gets old. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic shot. But now let's move on to our list. Listen, a question. Now, I love this question. This is from Belle Parker, who posted um, uh, her f- first photo, um, you know, into the Facebook group. And Belle has said, I picked up my first DSLR in 2013, so not long ago, and studied at the schools of YouTube, DPS, and various Facebook photography groups, where I learned photography is actually a blood sport. <laughs> Oh, no. She's kidding. Anyway, she says, one of my favourite things is photographing animals for rescue groups. This guy is is extremely timid. Now, Belle has posted a photo of this gorgeous, gorgeous rescue doggy. Um, I'm not sure what breed he is. Um, And she said, pics were taken around midday behind a fence with a Canon 5D Mark II, a 100mm prime, and me playing peekaboo, popping up from behind the fence excuse the pause cut out and maybe also the crappy backdrop edge behind the dog okay i'm macgyver just about everything so this is taken in a small dog shelter instead of stark kennels which as i learned on podcast 30 or so (laughs) about using garages or pergolas and light is actually not a bad thing um and she's taken it with a 14 dollar ebay backdrop and my old white mats from home to emulate snow on the ground, sort of. Um, I love photography, but what gets me most excited is being able to present the unrehomeable, so it's because they're all rescue doggies, in a way that piques interest. As you can see, I use text, and this year for the rescue I did, and all I want for Christmas is dot, 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 promotion you know to find a forever home that sort of thing um with the dog's main photo as per the pick and all the others with just a name and the logo i would love 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 some constructive criticism and help on the pick but also things like text as in where to put the text and the how to use the text maybe if anyone has um, tips or knows of sites regarding text and layout and so on i'd much appreciate any help at all 
Thank you. There you go. Hmm. Well, so Fantastic. this is a great, well, great shot of this dog. And again, this yep. does look like there's snow and there's some there's a there's the fourteen dollar eBay <laughs> background. And what she what Belle has done is written the dog's name Cooper on the top right. And uh, on the image, um, in a, a sort of like a running writing font <clears throat> is uh, all I want for Christmas is dot 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 a gentle loving home of my own. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, well, first of all, what a beautiful thing that you're doing. Oh. Uh, I think that's amazing, Belle. Bless so, you, Belle. you know, bless you, really. Um, and uh, I think you've done everything you need to do to get a good shot of Cooper. I Gorgeous. would adopt him in a heartbeat. So he beautiful. looks just adorable. So, you're doing all the right things because what you want to do with a pet, you want them to have that happy little smile. His ears are up, he's engaged. So I think the way you've shot it with the shallow depth of field is perfect. Mm. I think the fact that you've brought your own set along, you know, you could do this now throughout the year with theme shoots for Easter and all the the big holidays where people buy, you know, pets for each other, I guess, Mm. and then maybe have a generic set where it might be um, just a a block colour background. And I like what you've done with the mats and I think that perhaps you could uh, maybe try and find uh, some some reject stores where they sell this sort of thing cheaply and maybe get a couple of different colours because I imagine if you've got a white dog, it's not going to stand out. So I think using the mat is a great idea. You don't want to show the doggy on the concrete of the shelter so you so if you're putting uh, the image of the dog in the owner's home do you know what I mean they can see that the dog in their home rather than the barrier that seeing it in a shelter creates so you've you've created this warm and lovely environment and I like that and the fact that you've kept your photography simple you want to be able to blitz through the shelter and get as many different shots as you can of a many different dogs so I think trying to shoot daylight trying to, to uh, work with garage lighting as much as you can is going to help that using that shallow depth the field helps and then concentrating on doing all the stuff where you're trying to get them engaged having some kind of plain background works well that it's going to um make the the doggy stand out so you might want to have a couple of different colors and finally uh the thing that's really going to make it look slick and professional is what you've started to do with your uh text on the image but i think uh, val will probably have some good suggestions for you on that yes indeed if you want to put text on your image then of course i assume you're trying to convey a message and uh in this particular case it's saying all i want for christmas is a gentle loving home on my own of my own now i agree with all of the things that gina has said i would be i, I think your mats are great actually as well as well and yeah. I, I think that a, a, a slightly less busy background might be good as Gina mm-hmm. said some block colors or even if they they um even if it's there's something on it if it's more monet where it's a bit fuzzy um mm. where it kind of merges into one with your shallow depth of field i think that'll work better than having a busy background because the eye doesn't quite it just gets distracted but in terms of the text i i think what you can do is bear in mind that you're going to have text and so shoot a little bit wider because you can always crop in so shoot a little bit wider and try to have 
again, like I said, plain uh, background so that when you put text on it, you it's not fighting with leaves or fighting with wallpaper or fighting with, you know, whatever is busy in the background. Um, sometimes mm. that's not possible. But if you can have a relatively plain background where you know, okay, I'm actually going to put my text there, so visualise where your text is going to go, then you don't have to put your text over the doggy, for example. If you can't help it, as in if there's no choice but to have a busy background because of the circumstances, you know, at the time, what I do in that situation is that I, where I am going to put the text, I just put a ever so tiny um, uh, grey gradient. Uh, Like it it doesn't matter whether it's grey or white. It depends on what colour the text is. So if if I'm using black text, I might use a slightly white gradient. If I'm using white text, I might use a slightly grey gradient. It's just play around. But I wouldn't put the gradient over the whole image. I only put a tiny strip of the gradient on the image where the text is going to go so that the rest of the image really still pops um, and you're not covering Mm. any of the image, but the text can be easily readable. The other thing I would suggest with any kind of text on photography in this kind of scenario is to go for really simple fonts. They're super easy to read. They're not really curly. They're not like script kind of fonts. Um, They're they're just sort of straightforward um, uh, fonts that are super easy to read. And um, one thing also that I wouldn't do, and you haven't done that at all, is I would never, if you're writing a message, never do all caps. It's actually easier for um, the reader's eye to read sentence case, you know, where it's uppercase and lowercase as opposed to all caps. So, yeah, they're just my tips on where to put text. Fantastic. And, Val, a software that you would recommend to to make it easier rather than having to use Photoshop that, that maybe format it all for you? Do, do you... Do you- like Canva or something like that? Yeah, there's, there is Canva. Um, it depends where you're using the shot in the, in the end because there are heaps of apps on smartphones even that will place yep. text over an image. So it depends on how complicated you want to get or how simple, or if you're happy to make it simple. Um, so you just need to, you know, Google um, smartphone apps to put, you know, text on photos kind of thing. There's lots to choose from. But Canva is certainly one that is easy to use and, free fantastic yeah i like canva and it's all formatted and you can just go through the templates and uh, apply it to to your image it works really well mm. awesome that great points fell so we at the end of our mini sode now gina what are you up to before we speak again I am getting ready for a – I've got a big shoot this week and then I'm travelling again, Val. So wow. I've got a lot on my plate, yes, yes. Doesn't your yes. miss you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Skype him? Um, I, t- I talk to him in my head. Okay. <laughs> they, they, apparently they feel your energy. All right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Fantastic. Well, you're busy. I mean, you are you are travelling like goodness knows. I, mean, I know. It's, it's I know. Fantastic. It's nuts. It's crazy. It's great though. Oh. It's exciting. All right. Well. <laughs> what are you doing? What am I doing? Um, I am doing some weaving and yeah. I have actually finished. I will send it to you actually. I said I would send it to you, but I've finished the, um, uh, you know how I was going to do, I was going to weave photography. 
Yes. yes. Of the rainy Melbourne scene. Com- you finished it? Yes. I will send wow. it to you. All right. Yes. Yes, and, please. Um, that, was, that was fun. That was interesting. And um, my cats took a keen interest um, in the awesome. photography weaving. So I'll be doing a little bit of that, but I've moved on from photography. I will come back to it as in weaving photography. And the next thing I want to weave with is ropes and metal. Oh, yep. that sounds cool. Mm. Very nice. Well, All right. I can't wait to see. Yes, yes. And Matt, who knows, maybe I'll uh, put some photography in there too. But anyway, thank you for listening, everyone, and um, we hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. Remember to go to ginamilitia.com slash great offer for the awesome offer that is an awesome giveaway that is available now. Now, I think that you can register for the giveaway until about the 19th of January, but don't worry if you are listening to this episode in, you know, the future uh, and it's after the 19th, there's going to be another um, awesome deal there as well. So thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.